0: Milwaukee Brewers, we are one week away from opening day, believe it or not. Next Thursday is when the Brewers are at American Family Field South, that's in Chicago, to take on the Chicago Scrubs, who are going to be uh, in the hurt locker this year. Brewers, uh, odds on favorite to win the NL Central, have 89.5? 89.5. 89.5 over-under win total, and it was announced that Corbin Burns will be taking the bump against the Scrubs next Thursday as he is ready to get his filthy stuff back at it and hopefully a repeat for the NL Cy Young. So, Rowdy, Brewers opening day pitchers is something that, uh, it's not as big as a joke as first base. That's been a revolving door. But opening day starting pitchers for the Brewers, definitely a revolving door. Now, Giovanni Gallardo had a long stretch uh, from 2010 all the way to 2014. When that one goes to... Let's just. We want to go one by one. The last year of Giovanni Gallardo in 2014, uh, till it all started spinning out of control. Uh, Giovanni Gallardo near the end. Uh, what did you think of yo? I love me some Giovanni Gallardo.
1: Well, yeah, that was the thing. And even if you if you wanted to go back, basically since Ben Sheets, Ben Sheets was there for. A long time yeah. outside of the one year where he was injured and Doug Davis stepped in and took his place. Yep. Can't really argue with what Ben Sheets did. That curveball, great, great pitcher that was oft injured on a terrible team.
0: That curveball was so filthy, dude, from Ben Sheets. Unbelievable. Then you
1: have the one year of Jeff Supon I Don't even want to think about it. Where you know a lot of people were excited. It was Jeff Suppan. He was a great pitcher for the Cardinals, but the signing was a lot of money for a guy that was over the hill.
0: <laughs>
1: Never ever sign a Cardinals starting pitcher after the Cardinals say we're done with them. It's kind of like when Bill Belichick says, we're going to get rid of you one year early, then hold on to you one year, one year late. That's the same exact thing with the Cardinals. Then you get the Yvonne Gallardo years where he had Gallardo for five straight years. Mm -hmm. Gallardo was solid. I mean, let's be honest. Gallardo was nothing special like Ben sheets. He was nothing special like, what we see but he seen was a from constant, Corbin Burns. You know. But he was a solid, solid pitcher. Yeah, totally. Uh, he had a solid career with the Brewers. Then Kyle Loesch. Kyle Loesch. Again, got, another over the hill St. Louis Cardinal. Who got annihilated
0: opening day? They lost to the Rockies 10 to nothing.
1: Not a good one. No. Not a good one. And then you had Willie Peralta, Peralta.
0: Who lost to the Giants 12 to 3. Junior Guerra, who lost to the Rockies 7 to 5.
1: Chase Anderson, who beat the Padres two to one Jolice Chassin, who beat the Cardinals rowdy five to four. Remember when we remember, we were at the red zone for that game. Yeah. You had um, Lorenzo Cain had a crazy catch. Yeah. To rob rob a home run. Good memory. Good memory. Um, And then it was Woodruff back to back years. And then obviously we have Corbin Byrne starting. I, I know there's a lot of people that talk about the opening day curse for the starter, but I think we really, if you really just look in the past twenty years, all the guys we had just named, Ben Sheets was actually good.
0: He's the, he, ben Sheets was the man.
1: Yovani Gallardo was solid, but that for the most part, when he was on the team, they didn't have great starting no. pitching. Because if you remember, they also had Zach Greinke oh, uh, in the, the in the one year. But if you remember, he was playing pickup hoops at like the wreck and he broke his rib was because he would have been an opening day starter had he not done that. Yep. and also that was like where Gallardo was your two Sean Markham, who was actually pretty solid Sean for Markham him that bad. year was their three. But yes, you have those after Gallardo. It's like, okay, Kyle Lowe. He didn't do very well. Willie Peralta was coming off that huge 2015. And then when he, he became seven, s- yeah. the
0: starter, then he kind of went down. He
1: fell off. Junior Guerra, that was where in 17, Junior Guerra like literally came out of no He had like one good year. Yeah, in 16, he came out of nowhere where he yeah. was like that journeyman. In 17, he just completely fell flat. Yeah,
0: he had like one good year out of nowhere. Then he just fell, egg on it, fell flat, egg on Fell s- flat. Same
1: thing with Anderson. I mean, you look at Anderson... He had that one huge year in 2017, f- fell flat, maybe wasn't used properly in my mind in 2018, did not perform well. Chasine, he came out, had a really good year, was really consistent for him in 18, gets the opening day start in 2019, kind of falls off, was yeah. injured. And then you have Woody. I think the biggest problem isn't that it's a quote-unquote opening day starter curse. It's more of the fact that Brewers starting pitching just really wasn't that good.
0: No, I mean, look at the name. They're like journeyman dudes who you hadn't really heard of. They, they had a great year. Then all of a sudden they were given the nod the next
1: year and they just, their time was up. Exactly. Like, okay. Jeff Supon was over the hill his entire he's, Brewers career. Yeah. Kyle Los was over the hill pretty much his entire Brewers career. I, I know he did have a solid year or two in there. But you would say and that the was most before part, became the opening day starter. Yeah, you would say the most part that Kyle Loesch had a much better career when he was with the Cardinals oh, earlier no in his career than no, when no. he was with the Brewers. Willie Peralta had that one flash year and was never that great ever again. No, he was in the bullpen like a couple of years ago for the Royals,
0: and and he was abysmal. I mean, they're you, all flash. They're all like junior. One flash. Junior
1: Guerra flashed for one year and then they're like, okay, he's our opening day starter because we don't have that great of rotation. Yeah, wasn't that great. Chase Anderson being a an diamondback was never that great. He was never that great either. Had one year with the Brewers was never great after that.
0: Yeah. They'd have one flash of a year and then, all right, you're the opening day starter. And then poof.
1: just Chassine, he was like a decent pitcher in San Diego and Colorado on bad teams. Yep. Then goes to an actual good team where they had lots of production in 2018. Obviously that being Christian Yelich's MVP year where they also had the Moustakis trade you had Lorenzo Kane balling out in that year, mm-hmm. so the offense was really good. Chasine was just solid. He, I don't think he really—he maybe had his best career, but it's not like he was a superstar.
0: No, you, yeah, you never to confuse him for like, yeah.
1: Then I think you just look at it though, until you hit Woodruff, and not counting Sheets, it's more or less the fact that the rotation was never that great. Correct.
0: There's always like one guy who was solid, and everything that you're just like crossed your fingers when he walked out on the mound.
1: Yeah, and like and like I said, the one year where they had Gallardo, Markham, and Rinke, a year that was probably arguably one of their better rotations that they've had in the past twenty years, outside of last year. Grinky was hurt. That's why he didn't start. Yeah. I I think this is a bigger, a bigger thing of man Brewers pitching over the last two decades just really hasn't been that good. We're spoiled now because they have phenomenal starting pitching and phenomenal bullpens.
0: So Rowdy, you were on, you were hot on the trail of Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff uh, coming up the ranks. And it's something that, you got a keen eye, I tell you, for some pitching. You are the one on Wade Miley. You were the one on Yuli Sheen when you were struggling a little bit, and then uh, had that really good year. And you were all over Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns, talking about you know, you know, high ceilings, uh, not too low of a floor, obviously. But uh, tell when you were talking
1: to me in the office yesterday. Tell the folks what you were saying well, to me. In the office. Well, yeah. So I first started, you know, appearing on these airwaves in what summer of 2017. Very, it's already been that long. Yeah, just not not that often, but here and there. Crazy and we were talking earlier about how everyone at that time wanted Josh Hader to be a starting pitcher mm-hmm. and i'm like absolutely not that's the dumbest thing ever leave him as a reliever <laughs> he's dominant as hell he can do multiple things he's a versatile tool in the bullpen and i said the guy that's going to be the better starting pitcher if you just gave him a chance was Brandon Woodruff cuz in 17 woody came up through some games you know it was kind of a spot starter d- did whatever I was all in on Woodruff where people were just, just screaming for Hader to be a starter.
0: I got caught up. I got caught up in it. I'll be honest
1: that because I remember coming on here and being like, Hey, you look at what Woodruff has to me at that time in 2017. You have to remember that was also the year where Anderson was pitching pretty well. You had Jimmy Nelson who at that point looked like he had the best stuff on the Brewers. Yeah. And then there was always they were always like looking for that fourth and fifth starter because that was a lean year. That was Garza. That was Oof, Suter. Garza. That was like, oh, yeah. Suter was starting. It pitcher. was Suter. It was Garza. It was um, Young. Men had some starts. I think Guerra might have started like they were searching for a fourth and fifth starter. That's why Woodruff got brought up and was pitching kind of in the middle of the season. And I always felt that Woodruff was a two and Jimmy Nelson would be the one when it came to stuff. Yeah. I would say that Brandon Woodruff has exceeded my expectations on how good he actually became. He's a, he's a because like I said, he'd be a number one on a lot of teams. Corbin Burns, who in 2000, when they drafted him, yeah. I love the Corbin Burns draft. I love that pick. He lo- he flew up through the minor leagues. He was minor league pitcher of the year. All of a sudden in 18, he gets brought up, thrown into the bullpen pretty successful out of the bullpen in big time situations for a kid that literally was only up there for half a season at most yeah. in that 2018 run. Then 19 came and it was like they went, they went too early to Woodruff Peralta and Burns because the only one that really showed that they were worth anything in 19 was, that was no, that was uh Woodruff. Because remember, oh, yeah, yeah. Freddie Peralta yeah. got bombed. He did. Burns got bombed. Burns was like giving up home runs left and right. And, and then he went to the pitching lab. Yeah. yeah. And and that was the crazy part was his stuff was so good still when he was getting hit hard because it would be like he'd miss a little bit. He'd leave something over the, over the middle or he'd throw one hanging breaking ball and they would take advantage and take him deep. But you could see the talent was there. Now... I didn't think they they would ever throw him in a quote unquote pitching lab and change him and and all of a sudden make him great. But you could see the stuff prior to that had a super high ceiling. Mm -hmm. That's why I never got off the Corbin Burns train. He was he was super young at the time he got called up. There were people that were like, "He's terrible." He's terrible. Well, he went to the pitching lab because he went all the way down to Double A, if I remember correctly, right? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because he was in, he went back to Triple A. Was getting hit hard there. Also, you have to remember though, that was when they were the Colorado Sky Sox. Yeah, yeah. So he was playing in high altitude. But yes, he fell all the way down to Double Double A because he was struggling so hard. And then
0: in the off season, he went to their pitching lab that they had, and he just he said it was a lot mental, and he just he started to lean more into his arsenal that he had. And really came out a new man from the pitching lab, and obviously he just won the Cy Young.
1: I will, I will admit though to one one thing where I was wrong because if I was general manager, this guy would not currently be on the roster, and that would be Freddie Peralta because if you remember in 2018, that team was really good; they were really hot coming out. Freddie Peralta made those starts was at a Mother's Day where he struck yeah. out all those guys. Was
0: it? 13 or 16, whatever it was. You mean history for how many batters he yeah, struck out?
1: And everyone made a big deal about it. And because his parents were there at the time yep. and they saw him do it. And he was a guy that you could clearly see only was throwing the fastball and very rarely mixed in a curveball and a changeup. And I'm like, this guy's not going to last. Mm-hmm. He, he, Wait, he threw, was, was it 75% of the time he threw a fastball? Yeah. I'm like, he's, he doesn't have enough pitches to last at this level. And If you remember, that was also the same year because I've hated him ever since they drafted him. Corey Ray was balling out in 2000. He was balling out in 2018. And I'm like, I would trade both. Because they were both seen as big-time prospects at that time. I would trade both Corey Ray and Freddie Peralta to bolster that 2018 team where they ended up trading, if you remember correctly, the Kurt Phillips of the world and acquiring Moustakis. But yes, I definitely would have dealt Ray and Peralta. So the Peralta would have been a big miss. I think Corey Ray would have been a big hit getting rid of him because now he's kind of wasting away. his. He? he, He's like my age, I think. He's 26, 26, 27, and he's still in minor league baseball. Had that one huge year where he was healthy. Hasn't done diddly squad other yeah. than that.
2: Uh,
0: Peralta struck up 13 batters in five and two-thirds innings, Rowdy. That's what the uh, history he said in his big league debut. So Freddy Peralta, though, now is taking a team-friendly deal right before COVID. Remember that? But also, and now he's
1: crushing with, it. Yeah, with Freddie Peralta, you have to – Remember, he, he was throwing that fastball seventy five percent of the time. Occasionally throwing a curveball over for a strike, but what has he done since? He obviously gained a slider, which he never had when he first surfaced. He gained a changeup, and he still occasionally throws the curveball. Yep. He's now has at least four pitches in his arsenal, and you would say at least two of them are plus plus pitches. Where, man, back in eighteen, he had just literally yeah, one pitch his fastball. And that's how he got the nickname Fastball, Fastball Freddy. Freddy. So the Brewers locked
0: and loaded. There's an arms race happening in Milwaukee. They got him, baby. Uh, NL Central, day coming. 89 and a half is the over-under win total set you know, in Vegas. A lot of people calling for that over. Cardinals second. Is it the Reds third and the Cubs fourth? Pirates last,
1: obviously. Um, I, think it's, third? I think it's Cubs third.
0: Um, all right, Rowdy. We have a text here from a guy, J.A. Krebs. I think he's saying we need to get you a, a steady woman in your life, Rowdy. No one should know this much about minor league baseball. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> hey, that is his mistress, man. Minor league baseball. Rowdy, when and it she's comes... she's cruel. And she is a cruel mistress. When it comes to Baseball, My guy
1: Rowdy's like Rain Man, dude. I actually thought about this the other day, and I was a little upset by it. What? So the last, I think it was the last three out of four opening days, you know how I've spent opening day with? Me? Well, it, it, at work, yeah. <laughs> but for opening day watching the game? Who, what? Becker. Not oh, going to do, Michael? not breaking up a streak here.
0: Yeah, Becker has now moved, uh, he's absconded away. He, now he's Becker Bird. He's with Marty Bird in the Ozarks. Oh no, he's been doing. Oh, by the way, he's back on the baseball train. Remember when he said he wasn't going to watch baseball after this, you know, the the lockout?
1: <laughs> he's back in full force. He, no, he's back because I've been getting like five emails about fantasy baseball. Rowdy, how about this?
0: We got our guy Nuclear Winners on Twitch. It says Rowdy needs to slide into the tailgaters and leave with a, a young lass. What do you think of that?
1: Does she like baseball? What can she tell me about their prospect list? <laughs> <laughs> can
0: she rattle off the Brewers' top prospects without looking? That's the Moon for Audi. Way down here, you need a reason. A little sweet, baby James. James Taylor's Mexico. As our guy Rob Reichel, back from combo baby.
3: Oh, Mexico, Robbie.
0: How we doing, boys? Oh, I'm I'm happy, man. I missed you, Robbie. Nelly,
4: how about I you, miss you miss Robbie?
5: Yeah, it's it, been it, I it, think it, three it, weeks.
4: Should've, it it should have only been a two week hiatus, not 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 a three. If, if Nelly would have remembered, I was on I was on hold one day. But <laughs> well, I, that's okay. That's I'll take okay. the blame. I'll take the blame for that because I took a vacation
1: day on that f- <laughs> on that fateful Thursday, Rob. See, see, so you always pass the blame downwards. So, Ibo,
4: I, I he, he, a, he
1: says he was gone. Okay, that lays on my shoulders. I'm going to blame Ben Kenny then.
4: <laughs> Rob- and then, and then I, I think I'm supposed to talk to Ben and Bill Michaels tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see what they play. Right?
0: <laughs> Robbie, so much has happened since we have last talked to you. I
1: think that's where Ben's got to blame the phones.
0: Yes, definitely. You
1: always blame something.
0: So last time I we t- blame the listeners then, or something, right?
1: Oh, we would never blame our listeners. We'll blame, we'll blame, uh, we'll blame I... Bill Michaels' listeners.
0: All right. So, <laughs> uh, Robbie, last time we talked, I what, what was the? I think Rogers had just said that he was coming back. I think that's the last time we had talked, and then the madness happened. No Devontae Adams, and now Mark Valdez scantling the scantlings on the Chiefs. You have, well, they got Big Bob Tunyon back. Uh, they got under the cap somehow. Rob, I mean, it's been a <laughs> whirlwind. I don't even know where to begin, but let's start right here. Uh, Devontae Adams no longer with the Green Bay Packers. Was this long in the making when they did the last dance? Was this actually Rodgers and Devontae knowing that Devontae is going to the Raiders? Like, was this something that was long in the tooth here that uh, we just weren't privy to?
4: Well, I, you know, I, I, I certainly think, and as more and more information has trickled out on that, Evo, it, it, it does look like that. Largely the case, you know. Adams was certainly bothered and offended that contract talks last summer really went nowhere, and, and he and the organization had such differing views about what technically—and again, this is a lot of the minutia that that that's uh, written in these contracts. You know, what technically was going to qualify as the highest-paid wide receiver in football. He saw it one way; the Packers saw it another. Um, they left the door open a little bit. Obviously, by by not getting him done last summer to to some type of an extension, um, you know, it, it, it left the door open Evo, for him to kind of fulfill a dream of, of of going back home and playing with his buddy, you know, Carr there with with the Raiders, and, and 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 I'll say just Evo, you know, just just looking at that deal, um, you know, as as a separate entity on its own, I do think the Packers did pretty well to get to get a one and a two. Now I know a lot of people freaked out after what you know Kansas City was able to get for for Tyreek Hill in terms of that haul. Yeah. But you look what the Packers got, uh you know for Adams Evo versus what you know Dallas got for, you know, for for Cooper for example or some of these wide receiver deals that have been done here in the in the last couple of years. They got a lot of draft capital to play with Evo. Um it it clearly sets them back dramatically for this season for 2022, because you don't replace a guy like that on the fly. And and I think, and I think expect, you know, to to maintain the same success level that you've had the last, the last few seasons, but it does to me, Evo open the door for them to completely overhaul that position. um, And, and really set Aaron Rodgers up with a couple of young potential studs here over the next two years. I think they, I think they take a hit Evo here in 2022, in terms of the win-loss record after the Adams trade. But again, you know, Adams is on the brink of 30, Evo. Um, You know, they, they clearly milked the finest years of his career sure. out of him. And somebody else is going to pay him that astronomical third contract. And now it's just up to Gutekunst and the Packers to find that replacement or two replacements probably, Evo. In the draft here, uh, you know, four weeks from tonight.
0: Well, Rob, you know what I love that we have in your prime years? So we're milking it out of you at the Packers' coverage, man. <laughs> Forbes.com, uh, Conley Media, if I'm on Twitter, at Rob Reichel. So, so, Robbie, for the people, and you're no stranger to the strong, bold take on Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of people out there wanting to blame Aaron Rodgers for, you know, the new contract that he got, and that's why the Packers aren't getting wide receivers and that Devontae's gone. Is there any truth to that of Rodgers taking his bigger contract and he's the blame? For all of this, well,
4: there was certainly money to bring Adams back. Uh, at the end of the day, they they got under the cap, Evo. You know, with, with the Adams contract when they franchised him, the problem was he wasn't going to play for the franchise take Yeah. Um, you know, moving forward, and then they had to make a business decision. Um, I do think it's interesting, Evo, if you if you guys both remember late in the season, Aaron Rodgers made some type of comment at a press conference where he or a Zoom call then, and where he said. You know, uh, Green Bay is not a destination spot. People are coming here to play with me. Well, since the season ended, Evo Devontae Adams has gone elsewhere. Marquez Valdez Scantling has gone elsewhere, and it's not a big loss by any stretch of the imagination. But Equinemia St. Brown has also gone elsewhere. So, um, and and they've brought in absolutely nobody uh, to play uh, wide receiver to play catch with Aaron Rodgers. Now, now clearly, Evo, they won't go into the season. With, with Alan Lazard, Randall Kahn, and Amari Rogers being their top three. <laughs> they, will, they will in all likelihood make a trade here for a veteran or sign a veteran off the street and draft two or three here in a few weeks and, and completely overhaul that, that position on the fly. But the problem is, EBO, and, and you guys have seen this now for 15 years with Rogers as the starting quarterback, uh, you know, and, and he stresses this more than anybody, the need for chemistry to play with Aaron Rodgers, right? There has to be this chemistry and trust for Aaron, you know, to to ever even consider throwing you the football. The great Aaron Rodgers, Evo. If if he if, if he's if he's going to give you, uh, you know, the the the, the all time uh, pleasure of, of receiving a pass from him, <laughs> there better be this trust and chemistry established. Well, Evo, that that you know that that's not going to happen in a mini camp. That's probably not going to happen in training camp. So you know, let, let let's just say they enter the season, Evo, with. Right, let, let, let's hypothetically say they they trade for a Metcalf, um, Lazard is the two, and they've got two rookies in Cobb or whatever is, is their top five. I mean, Evo, there's there's not going to be a lot of chemistry and trust with with anybody really in, inside that group. This is going to be a work in progress. Now, my guess is is they'll look a lot better in December and January than than they would in in September. And, and in some ways, Evo, you know, moving on from. From Devontae Adams I don't think it's the worst thing in the world because you guys saw it the last two years when they were eliminated in the playoffs the quarterback only had eyes for number 17 right yeah. I mean the, the ball has to get shared and the ball has to get spread around the field and 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 the quarterback was not gonna do that with with Devontae Adams probably on the roster um, you guys have seen the last few years when Devontae has been hurt and, and he has been hurt um, they they have multiple games. Evo, I I, th- I think the scoring average is in excess of thirty points. With Devontae Adams uh, was, was was off the field. Now, you know they've still got other holes here. They're going to have to fill. Like I said, they've they've got to they've got to find the speed guy now for MVS. Um, they've got to fill out the bottom of that group with uh, you know where where they lost St Brown and clearly they've got to find a bona fide stud number one. And 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 I know. The last couple wide receiver drafts have been really, really good, and this this looks like another really, really good one. But but for every Jamar Chase out there, guys, for you know for every Justin Jefferson is is a, is a Henry Ruggs, right? <laughs> there's a right there's a, there's a Kadarius Tony uh, guys like that. So yeah. when, when you go through and break it down, I'm sure they've got their guys circled, their guys they want. But there is well, theres there's nothing close to a guarantee evil that they can that they can uh you know, replace Devontae Adams here by the you and know, by the, by the start of the season. Robbie this, is, a, gonna be, this is gonna be a two year work. For program. every
0: wide receiver that flames out there's also this, the Packers track record of not drafting receivers in the first round. The last time they did it was Javon Walker. Uh, do you think the Packers finally change their tune a little bit and get a speedster? Because LaFleur is at the podium, what, two days ago for the NFL owners' meeting saying, we need speed. Is is the Packers finally going to buck the trend here and get a receiver with that first-round pick?
4: They have to. I mean, they, they might have to do it at both of those first-round picks, Evo 22 and 28. Um, and, again, they've got four of the first 59. I, I, I think, what is it, 22, 28, 53, and 59 if, 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 if memory serves me, you know, and so, so it, not just are those picks unbelievably valuable Evo, if, you, if you stay put and can in, in, in use them. But but Coons does have a lot of moves here on this chessboard where he could where he could take 28 and 53, let's say, and, and work himself into the top 12 or 15 of the draft. He can he can take 22, 59 and maybe that third round pick and work his way into the top 10. If, if, if there's a guy he likes enough. So, I mean, Green Bay is going to be the major team to focus on. They're going to be the major player, Evo, inside this draft. I mean, everybody understands that they need a couple of wide outs immediately, um, and they've got the draft capital to do it, Evo. I mean, Gutekunst can work his way all over the board and go and find and go and land, you know, whatever he wants uh, when this is all said and done. Let's just say he wants Garrett Wilson and Wilson's sitting there at number 10, you know, the Ohio State stud, Evo, um, who a lot of people think is the best wide receiver in this draft. He's got more than enough to play with to, to jump up and get him. You know, if it, if, he, if he wants to take you know, a guy like Jamison Williams from Alabama at, you know, 15 to 20, let's say when when he's potentially projected to go, he can move up a half a dozen spots and then go get him and, and wait for Williams to get healthy. You know, he's, he's obviously coming off the injury and, 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 and go from there. Who We don't know who Brian Gutekun's targets are and his favorite guys. My point in all this, Evo, though, is, is he has more than enough to work with to go and get any of these guys that he wants. And, and he's with four of the top 59, Evo, Again, I think they're going to take a step backwards next year here, here or this coming season in, in 2022 because it's a lot to ask rookies to jump in and, and have the type of production that guys like Adams or, or whoever did. But but long-term, Evo, this this could set up to be a real positive for the organization in, in terms of moving on from Adams uh, when they did.
1: Robbie, so we I think a lot of people are starting to realize that Brian Gutekunst is actually a pretty good GM when you look at his track record, not only with the draft, but especially in free agency. Do you think he's uh getting enough credit though for his psychology work as in working with Aaron Rodgers? I know some people think <laughs> he potentially drafted Jordan Love to motivate Aaron Rodgers and now he's getting rid of Devontae Adams so that Aaron Rodgers has to spread the football around. Oh huh, that's a good question.
4: <laughs> well that's a great question. I mean um, and, and as far as I know, he doesn't have a background in, in psychology from his years at lacrosse. Well, Rowdy went to lacrosse to maybe get some transcripts. I'm not going yeah, to lie, Robbie. I did take look into what classes he took over there, right? I did
1: take one, but it was an extremely large lecture hall and it was very easy to get distracted doing other things.
4: <laughs> you know, I, th- there's a little bit, obviously that plays into that, but at the end of the day, he's trying to put the best football team, you know, clearly on the field. Um, that he could, and, and, and to me, though, I mean, there the, the, there was no psychology behind the Jordan Love pick. That uh, we all watched it; we, we saw it firsthand. Aaron Rodgers appeared to be at the absolute end or decline of his career in 2018 and 19. You know, McCarthy's final year, then the floor's first year. Uh, when they went ahead then and drafted Love in, in in April of of 2020, that was a move for the future and setting up for the future. Now, the, the way it worked out, clearly is it motivated the, you know, motivated number 12 and he, he's come back and he's won a couple of MVPs. He's he's done the same thing in the, in the playoffs, unfortunately, for Packer Nation. And he's he's absolutely flopped and, and dropped the ball in the biggest games of the year. But at, at least in the regular season, he's given, you know, Packer Nation a lot to cheer about and, and be happy about. And, and, and they found that um, a guy's good enough to bring him back on this insane, you know, contract now that they, that they signed him to a few weeks back. And, um, you know, Nellie, you know, but in, in terms of psychology, um, I, I don't think that has much to do at, at all with Adams. Dude. If you look at the track record of 30 year old wide receivers and, and how they trend downward and quickly too, I mean, take Julio Jones, who was an elite player two or three years ago. Right. And, and he's completely fallen off the map and and he's sitting out there waiting now for, you know, anybody to call him in, in free agency, that's. That is just typically the path and the pattern guys of of thirty plus year old wide receivers wide receivers on that third contract which is which is what adams just got guys he you know he, he got paid a king 's ransom uh, to you know at, at almost thirty years old now. to to have the same productivity, let's say, guys, between the years of of 30 and 33 that he did between years 26 and 29. And I can almost promise you it's not going to happen, and it wasn't going to happen whether he was with Aaron Rodgers or or Carr in Vegas or, you know, Herbert in in, in Los Angeles. It it doesn't matter. He's just on the back end of his career, and he's coming off outstanding seasons. I get it. He'll probably be really, really good this year, but the fall is going to come quickly. It always does, guys, for these – for these wide receivers. And and that's why, again, I, I say as its as old transaction, as its old separate entity, the Packers did really well here to get a one and a two for Adams here on the back end of his career. Now it's just up to them to hit home runs in the draft.
6: Rob, are you
1: excited or I guess um, thankful that you haven't heard anyone scream the names? You mentioned Julio Jones, but scream the name A.J. Green yet?
4: <laughs> Boy, it is... Uh... It is bleak out there, isn't it? What <laughs> <on> the <laughs> <street>. <laughs> now, yeah, I, I mean, uh, the Jamison Crowders, the Ty, the Ty Hilton, T.Y. Hiltons, right? The O.B.J.s, the geriatrics, the, the, right? The, the Will Fullers. I mean, they, these are these are football players that aren't, aren't going to certainly get you past Tampa Bay and get you past the Rams and keep you ahead of the Cowboys or get you past the 49ers. That's for sure. I, I still say their best path. By a mile is 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 to trade for a veteran okay. one a number one like a Metcalf out of Seattle, and then use two picks on you know on wide receivers on, on draft night and you can re, you can rehaul that thing or reload that thing, guys, real quickly. And all of a sudden, instead of really just having one primary option, Aaron Rodgers is going to have three, yeah. and possibly his tight end coming back. and And down the road, guys, I again, I I, I think that could be a win win. Not just you know for Adams and for the organization, guys, the one thing we didn't hit on either though and 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 we can go two segments if you want uh, guys, but you know the the loss of the offensive linemen, lineman. To me, without hey, a yeah, free Rob, agency, Rob, is, Rob,
0: Robbie. How about this? Let's go two segments. You want to do it? Let, let, let's go two segments. Let's come back and talk about the offensive
4: line. Yeah, guys let's do it. I mean, I, we, I, I, we haven't got you I, for three
0: weeks. I missed you like the desert misses I, the rain, you, you dude. And,
4: you and me both, brother? It's uh, yeah. The the the, the old line needs a lot of work too, guys. And, and I think people are forgetting uh, how much they love drafting offensive linemen. That 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 that's going to be a spot they're going to hit hard too, guys, at the draft.
0: All right, where are we leaving off, Robbie? Offensive line for the Packers.
4: Yeah, you know, as, as we're going through here, guys, and, and talking about what they've lost in free agency, again, everybody's focusing on Adams, right? But, but boy, guys, I mean, they, they lost three of their top seven offensive linemen here in, in, in free agency as well. When, when guys, when you look to who started that 49er game in, in the playoffs, and, you know, let, let's just go left to right that night that, you know, they lined up with Billy Turner that night at left tackle, which was probably a mistake, but they did it. Um, Runyon, Myers, Lucas Patrick inside, and then Kelly w- w- was the right tackle. I mean, guys, people forget, you know, Yash uh, and, and Royce Newman were on the bench that night. So it kind of tells you that they liked Kelly and they liked Patrick more than those guys. Well, well, Turner's, Turner was cut, obviously, and Lucas Patrick and, and Dennis Kelly signed free agent contracts to go elsewhere, guys. So, um They've lost three of their top seven offensive linemen from from a year ago. Now, they'll get 69 and 74 back, right? They'll get Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins back. Uh, but they're both coming off of knees. Um, it, it's still, to me, guys, a a, a, solid, a decent position. But they, they really need another guy or two up there as well to kind of replace uh, what they have lost. So, you know, when, when we start to look to their draft, these guys, I, I would certainly start with, you know, first and – and maybe those like like we said, maybe both those first two picks are wide receivers. Um, but but it wouldn't shock me at all, guys, if say a pick 28 or something like that, that was an offensive tackle. And and they've obviously got to get a third pass rusher after losing Zadarius Smith. And, and, and kind of looking long term, guys, they're they're going to need a safety or two because they're they're not going to give a, a fifth year here to Darnell Savage. Uh, on, on his contract, and and Adrian Amos' deal is up at the end of this year, too. So just kind of a, a sneaky position of need all of a sudden becomes safety. But but clearly, guys, at the top of that draft, it's wide receiver, offensive line. Beneath.
0: Yeah, so Rob Rouser joining us right now, Forbes.com, Conley Media. So, I mean, that's going to be protecting 12, right, to give him a little more time so he can, you know, hit the wide receivers that we don't even know who the hell is going to be the number one right now.
1: Uh, but, <laughs> but, but, Rob, I was – um. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, it's like we love Alan Lazard, but right yeah, now you're he's probably not a one. penciling Alan Lazard as your one if the season started today. I mean, I like Lazard. I think it's a solid receiving core if he's your third receiver. I'd love it if he was the fourth.
4: Yeah, trust me, guys. They're not circling Alan Lazard as their one. They, they get it. They know they've got to get two ahead of him. To compete with, I mean, look at the Rams guys now after signing Allen Robinson, right? Yeah. The Bears, where where, where they're going to line up here with 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 Cooper Cup and, and Robinson. I, I still think they'll end up bringing back OBJ. They were deep there with some young guys that they like, you know, quite a bit. Um, you know, you look at some of these wide receiving. Tampa's going to be healthy guys next year. You know, they'll have Evans and Godwin back at the top of that group. I mean, you, you you look around and and again, I think the NFC is down, guys. I think the NFC is. Is, is, is as weak as it's been in, in a decade or right. more. Um but but guys right now, I mean Green Bay's got among the you know, Green Bay's wide receiver group guys today is in the bottom two or three, four in the in the league. And and they, they get it. They they can't go and try to try to win football games with, with Lazar Cobb and Amari Rodgers. They will they will add three, four new pieces to that group here. Um, you know, LaFleur said it this week, Guz just said it. They 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 don't play for six months. There's there's a lot of time for them to, you know, figure this out and, and trade for a veteran. The problem, guys, you know, if you are Brian Gutekunst right now trying to make trades, trying to play, you know, trying to play this poker game, is everybody you call understands fully um, that you are desperate. You are absolutely desperate for wide receivers. So they're going to they try to absolutely, you know, kick your tail in, in any type of trade possible. Um, let, let's, let's just say he's calling up his old pal, uh, John Schneider in Seattle for a DK Metcalf type of a player, guys. Uh, you know Schneider gets it that he he's got good Glutakulz right now between a rock and a hard place, and and every other GM understands that as well. Green Bay is not working, guys, from a position of strength right now when when they are trying to add a wide receiver just because their unit today is is so unbelievably weak. And and again, they they will add two two or three new players in the draft. I still think they'll trade a veteran, because like we talked about, sure. the guys the guys on the street are remarkably unattractive and and it does them absolutely no good to bring them in. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's a monumental task, guys, right now, that Kutukuk faces to try to get Aaron Rodgers three or four new guys to play catch with by September.
1: Robbie, one last question from Rowdy before we do a little Badger basketball, Rowdy. Is- yeah, just real quick. It sounds like if you are in such a weak position, maybe you don't even think about trading for a wide receiver till after the draft and maybe you added one or two and then you trade for a, a Metcalf just because then they can't hold your uh I guess they can't uh hold more of the hand
4: well it, it, it's part of that in theory makes sense Rowdy, but but everybody likes the draft picks on draft night and that that's why I, I expect you know the Wednesday the Thursday of the particular draft week and weekend is when some of these deals are are, are going to get done. Where Green Bay will trade you know, for a veteran, Seattle's going to want to be, let's just say it's Seattle is the team they've targeted again, right? With DK Metcalf, Seattle's going to want some immediate help. They, they don't want the help in 2023. They're going to want the help in 2022. They're going to want that 28th pick from Green Bay, or they're going to want a second and a fourth, whatever, whatever that deal turns out to be. They don't want to wait a year from now, Rowdy, you know, to add these players. They've got guys circled in the draft that they want. And, and that 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 typically then is when you see a lot of these deals go down and and that's what i would expect uh you know that, that to happen um it, it probably isn't gonna happen guys in the next week or two it's probably gonna happen as we creep a lot closer to the draft but i I do expect Green bay to add a veteran uh you know I, again is it a one is it a two it it it's certainly going to be somebody in the in that range that can come in and help immediately and and then go to cool to. Guys, I mean, again, the, the pressure is going to be big time. Yep, he, no he, doubt. He, 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 he's got to find a, a, you know, a CD Lamb like Dallas did in twenty twenty. He's got to find a Jamar Chase like, you know, the Bengals did last year. He's got to find a Justin Jefferson like, like uh, the Vikings did in twenty twenty. And they're going to be there, guys. I mean, that's that that that's the state and so that's the nature these days of of the wide receiver position. Um, is is he's going to have a chance to find that next great wide receiver to play in Green Bay? But again, like we talked about earlier. Uh you know, for for every Justin Jefferson there's a Jalen Rager, right? I mean for, for every sure. Jamar Chase there's a Henry Ruggs. And and that that's why this is gonna be such fascinating viewing to see how Gutekunst puts it back together again and if he can hit a home run or two along the way.
0: Back from Mexico, our guy Roberto. Vacation did (laughs) you good, Robbie. Before I let you go, my friend, uh, some more transfers happening in Wisconsin basketball. I know you're a diehard fan. Uh, Let me ask you this. Rowdy and I are ready to suit up if needed, but today at 2 o'clock, Johnny Davis is appearing on NBA Today for his announcement. Do you think he's going to announce he's staying?
4: I don't, think you on today? Those, I don't think you go on <laughs> one of those shows, Emo, and say you're saying, do you are <laughs> but, but believe me, every 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 ounce of me bleeds Badger Red, and and, and there is nothing I'd like more because that's that's a remarkable basketball team next year if he comes back. Even if, even if it's you know as thin as it looks right now with, with with Davis and Chucky and 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 Wall, that's a remarkable starting point. But uh this this is going to be it. And, and we're talking about all this pressure, right, on, on Ryan Kutikos to put his roster back together by the time we get to September and, and they play meaningful football games. Greg Gard finds himself in the same spot, doesn't he, guys? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got to get two or three guys out of this transfer portal that can come in and help. He, he's got nice starting points, doesn't he, with with, with, with Chucky and Wall yep. and, and Paul, but, but guys, what, what, what's left there? About seven, eight guys on that roster? I mean, it is, it is so unbelievably thin, we'll soon have- and, 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 and no, they, no, nobody wants to see some of these guys on the floor that are still coming back from last year. So he's got to hit two or three home runs himself at the transfer portal.
1: How many uh, championships do you think uh, Johnny Davis will call in this quote-unquote decision? <laughs> How many what now? Championships. I'm uh, mocking LeBron. Oh. <laughs>
0: hey, Robbie, we love you, man. Thanks for the two segments. Can't wait to uh, dive more in next week as well, my friend. All right, guys. The research department. Yes, our own research department here at Over the Line tapped me on the shoulder and said, we have leaked audio. Please play it. This was rehearsal for NBA Today. Johnny Davis will be on uh, for the live one from 2 to 3 uh, with an announcement of what he's going to do. Wisconsin or NBA? Here is uh, leaked audio. Take a listen.
4: You know this f- deal that I'm
3: about to sign barring me from my home?
0: <laughs> the f- is that, you know? You know what? Here we go. Here it is. I'm not
2: leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving.
0: (laughs) Baby's coming back. Leaked audio. (laughs) The show goes on. Unfinished business with the Badgers.
2: This is my home.
7: Wisconsin's his home. I
0: need a wrecking ball to take me out. Who's in Iowa State? Just couldn't stomach it,
7: dude. the
0: Actual leaked audio from the rehearsal of NBA today.
6: Yeah, he's not coming back. No, he's gone. <laughs> he's, I was looking at the numbers. He's today, gone. He's gone. Ahead of Kenny and Halpern tonight, six to seven. <laughs> We're going to talk about this and Ben Carlson and no way. you football. guys are going to talk about Wisconsin, the 10th pick in the NBA draft, which is where he's projected to go. That area 3.6 million is first year. And then around 3.8 million is second year. And then 4 million is third year. If I were him now, no NIL deal, even the best quarterbacks in the country, the NIL deals they're getting are around 2 million a year, maybe 8 million total through four years. Even the best NIL packages in the country would not compare to this. Not to mention the development he would actually get from playing. I mean, playing. how
0: could you put a price, though, on wearing the W, the Wisconsin on your <laughs> chest Ben, and competing for the state that you're from? Who could who could, who could, could put a value on that? Hmm. I don't yeah. know. It's priceless, right, Rowdy? Uh-huh. Not me. <laughs> that couldn't be us. Yeah. No, he's gone. It's funny, because, like, yeah, I'm going to be in the show called NBA Today. <laughs> in what universe would anyone say yes to I'm going to be on that show and then say, I ain't have leaving. I'm coming back to Wisconsin. It's not going to happen.
6: Yeah, I saw a good tweet dream. about
1: it. Man if I was dream. that good at basketball, I'd be petitioning college basketball slash the NBA to say, just let me come out at 18. Yeah, yeah, I'm 18. Let me.
0: I loved, you know, what was LeBron, like the last guy to be able to get in there and do that when he came out of high school? He like, was one of the, the last.
6: One of Like the last of the last one that you remember of how awesome there he was. There was a point guard, maybe Brandon Jennings. No, he went to Europe. Brandon Jennings yeah, was one he of the first. Go, um, he went to um, Europe. There was someone else. Around Brandon Jennings, age. Sebastian Telfair, maybe. Brandon Jennings was like the first wave of guy. He's like,
0: I have you tell me I have to go to college for a year? No, I'm going overseas and making money. So the young buck went overseas and made some money. Right. Um, but I love, there was some, something when I was, you know, a little younger growing up. It was, you got a guy in high school that's ready for the NBA. I got to watch this. It's must see TV. And then I mean, like LeBron would go dominate.
1: Sebastian Telfair did come out 2004. Draft. I think that's a year year after LeBron. Yeah.
0: Uh, Let's hear our guy Carl on Twitch says, uh, Amir Johnson was the last high school player drafted in the NBA in 2005.
6: So this probably hindered my athletic development a lot, but everyone I played against in high school was NBA ready. Or damn close to it. What was that like, by the way? I mean, I didn't see the court. It was ridiculous. Would you just watch
0: them be like, damn, these guys are good.
6: I mean, I... I would get dunked on in practice so often <laughs> that I was so immune to it. Like, can you just pass me the ball once? But then the cool thing was, I, probably the best NBA player of all the good ones we played, DeAndre Hunter, was on my team. So then he would do insane stuff and we would win. And then I would feel like... I contributed.
0: So Rowdy Rowdy brought this up about being on NBA Today to make your announcement. You're like, is anyone else? Would you say is anyone else? Yeah, like, like kind of this? rubs me
6: the wrong way. Not it's kind of like, next year. It's yeah. kind
1: of like the LeBron decision. Now I'm sure he's not going to go out there and say, yeah, I'm going to insert city here and we're going to win not one, not two, and do that whole clown show. And then the rest but of his team is come out and dance. It's like, why couldn't you just be like? Keegan Murray and just be like, yeah, I'm going to the draft. You got to go to the show, and it's all this, eh. I'm not bothered by <laughs> it. it. rubs you the wrong way. I'm not bothered by it. I'm just not going to. W- I'll see the clip that really eventually. Cares. There's no way. It'd be like clockwork orange. I, there's no way I'd be watching that. You'd have to hold me down and open my eyes.
0: I'll watch the the inevitable clip that surfaces on Twitter when he says it. I'm not going to tune into the show. and Normal eye. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't. What do I care? To watch some guy sit there on a podium and a mic
6: in front of his face. Oh, I'm going to go to the draft. I don't know. It's cool. Well, you it's can look cool, it's at cool it. for him. You can look at it this way. How many times when someone turns on ESPN and NBA today, are they going to be talking about a Wisconsin player or the Wisconsin program? No, I would mean, be. I would say almost never. It's rare. Like Mr. Clean with hair. It's never going to happen. But even the Wisconsin guy, it, Kaminsky, yeah. they're not talking about him on NBA today. So yeah, Johnny Davis is going to go. Hopefully he's that's cool for him. Wearing you know, Wisconsin it's, stuff. It's cool for the program. You don't get, it looks like that often. If anything, I think it's good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can, I agree because it gives you more eyes because a lot more people are gonna be watching that you know that aren't well I don't know there's gonna be people watching it and they'll be like okay yeah this is cool. well you can do this at Wisconsin
6: or you can, they you can be clip. an athlete like
0: this at Wisconsin
6: or or everyone sees the clip and they say oh wait th- I didn't watch college basketball this year Wisconsin played like crap in the tournament. But they have a guy that's going to get drafted 10th.
0: Rowdy, is this true? Our guy on Twitch says uh, Nelly's too blue-collar to respect the showmanship. Nelly's too great. I don't think I was want gritty. to
6: do, I think I'm closer
1: to the Joe Thomas I'd rather go fishing Yeah, I don't want the draft. Than, than sitting in the draft room for potentially a long time.
0: That's one of the most baller moves ever. You're going to be a huge draft pick. You're like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to go fishing. Peace. That was one of the most ballsy. Not ballsy, but like I got a big set of me from Joe Thomas. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Do you ever know that story?
1: Yep. That was a good one, I heard that story. I did see a tweet that you sent out about the faction of Ben Carlson haters that are oh now pissed off that he left. That's a spot on tweet, by the way.
6: They the people when he entered the transfer portal, and people enter it for different reasons. We heard about Moore's, he was homesick. Some want playing time, it's different no matter where you go. Some get dismissed, Jalen Berger. <laughs> but the people that saw the news and were up in arms. Not that he was leaving, but because, oh, look, another player doesn't want to play for guard. Oh, this team's going to suck next year. They were the same people throughout the year that would not stop criticizing Carlson no matter what he did.
1: See, I don't think I fall into your category because I definitely criticized him for almost everything he did. But but when I saw that news, I'm like, yes, another opportunity to go get someone from the transfer portal,
6: which is fine. There's no hypocrisy in that statement. I'm the, the flip floppers that just, they take everything to be a knock against. Well, I just guard. don't
1: get why they would be upset. They literally showed his career stats. He averaged less than two points. Well, here's the
6: thing. He was hurt. There were, there there's, were some sicknesses, there's there. circumstances, but the facts are the facts. If only there's 1.6 only there game. were some examples of big men that developed later in their career at Wisconsin.
1: This was, yeah, but guess what? He never wore a headband or goggles. This was rowdy when he heard. Ben Carlson wore a headband. Frank wore a
0: headband and, and goggles. goggles. Oh, yeah, his
1: sophomore year. I
0: remember that sophomore year, my dad was watching him wearing the headband, and the goggles. He's like, I can't say exactly what he said, but who is this male part on the team? We gave him a scholarship, hmm. and I'm like, yeah, he's got goggles. Uh, this was rowdy when he heard the news of Ben Carlson uh, transferring. <laughs> Good Remember Republican, yes, good. I did have to chuckle at uh, Carlson's Twitter account where when they had the n i l deals come through on that day, his pin tweet is like, you know college athletes can now have n i l deals my dms are wide open if anyone wants to you know sp- spend some money yeah, essentially
1: that, so obviously go like, like, get your money, man, oh yeah, obviously, you're all about like the go get your money, the prospects and and what it looks like for the university, right so you're talking with Johnny Davis mm-hmm. on the show well when i'm thinking transfer portal i'm thinking hey they're going to go grab someone that was pretty good somewhere else that's either graduating or wants like yeah. a you know sure fresh start God. then just optics wise, the first person I, you know, you hear about the Nellie Cummings, you hear about what was it? The guard from Illinois state. There's a few Austin guys Reeves. that are, that are real players are like, okay, that'd be nice. That's a good
6: player. They're Don't coming say who score. I think you're going to say all of Do a it. sudden,
1: Do I, d- I didn't it. even see the name. I couldn't even tell you the guy's name, but all I saw was the headline of Badgers looking to offer a uh, transfer from division two. And oh. I'm like this what name are you
6: thinking <laughs> Andre Corbello. Oh, from oh, Illinois? Absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah, no, He no. plays
1: too out of control no. for Wisconsin's no, type system.
6: No. Oh. But Underwood benched him in the second half yeah, of the tournament. No to, him. But, no to him. but
1: can no, you I'm not say him. the headline of saying they're offering a Division two player? Now I get it. He averaged over 20 points. He was an All-American. He's probably a Division one player. But just seeing the headline, you're like, Oh,
6: Division too. I was hoping hey, for like,
1: a in the like the
6: eighth guy on the bench at Carolina or Duke. This is the same thing we went through, I think, during football diamond season. Diamond in the rough, Rowdy. When so many kids transferred out with Lyles and you had the fullback and you have the running backs, they all transferred out of the program. Everyone said, oh, the program's falling apart. Look, no one wants to play. When in reality, what college athletics is today is kids are going to transfer a lot. Oh, yeah. What did Paul Chris do? There's like a he thousand went, kids in the transfer portal. He, a thousand. Yeah, that's what I yeah. said. He went and rebuilt the entire 1, secondary. One thousand. It's insane. It's crazy. And it's probably only going to rise. Yeah. But Paul oh, Christ yeah. went and rebuilt the entire secondary. Now Greg Gard has to get, like, he has to find scoring. He has to find shooting. And he will. He has to find starters, and he will. Yeah. So this whole sky is falling because people transferred well, out. Well, it's, it's the, it's the, the news cycle, here. you know. Um, so I, I'm actually kind of thankful
1: because, like, a lot of the guys where you didn't have the Frank Kaminsky's of the world, where you had more of, like, the ooh, what was that, the 2015 class where you had, like, Charlie Thomas and you had, like, um, Iverson, a lot of those guys that transferred out, they went to, like, Division AA schools or tiny schools, and it was like, that's probably where they were if they didn't come to Wisconsin. Go get a real... A real Division One Power Five conference player. I
0: wouldn't mind Nelly Cummings. The question is, is he Cummings or is he Goings? You know, is he gonna?
2: Is <laughs>
1: line, line one. I was gonna say something. You've been waiting two days to say that. That just hit me like two <laughs> minutes ago. Actually, line one. Who's this?
2: What up, fellas? Mitch and oh, Madison.
1: Mitch and Madison. What's
7: up, dude? Dude, Ben. When you're talking about the guard and Chris haters just call him
2: out by name. Pete. We're talking about you, buddy. <laughs> 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 Peter. But, uh, oh, a couple dude, a couple things. All right, uh, Ben. You're talking about uh you went to, you played on the high, same high school team as eight uh uh who did you say it was? DeAndre Hunter
4: on the Hawks. Oh
2: Hunter, yeah, DeAndre Hunter. Uh so you were sitting on the bench watching them. So that's kind of like what you do now on the radio. You gotta sit and you gotta watch the greats Ebo and Nelson be on on the radio, huh? So Ben
6: Ben, are you like this? Are you like Carter Havenbottom? <laughs> No. <laughs> no, I was more, on the end of the bench watching DeAndre. Like the, I was more Isaac Lindsay. Oh, I would okay. get in sometimes in the first. Hey, half. Shout out the middle point, point. and then all the fans were long sleeves. Anywhere long sleeves? Anywhere long yeah, sleeves? Yeah, you definitely yeah. had the shirt on too. Yeah, yeah. Sure. oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that makes sense, <laughs> Dave. Uh,
2: Rowdy Clockwork Orange reference. That's very impressive. Rowdy,
1: do you want to do you want to be in the circle of trust and be honest about this? Yeah, I'll be honest. I've I've seen, like, little clips of it. I've never seen the whole movie. I references oh, okay. a lot,
0: too, so I think I'll wear it off on Rowdy. That's all
2: right. You know, fake it till you make it, right? That was hey, good.
1: remember, remember I 2020 d- where we did that entire bracket gets it. with all the movies that I had to watch? Yeah. I actually have knocked out quite a few of those since 2020, but Clockwork Orange is not one of them.
2: Good movie, well, it's Rowdy. That's because you're a man of your – you, I think you would actually like it because it has a lot of, like – governmental type overtones yeah. oh,
1: to yeah.
2: it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it, it would be one of those that you like. See, it's uh, just,
1: it's weird because I have to fit them all in kind of like after the Super Bowl and before spring training really kicks off. So like I get a little extended few weeks this year because spring training was kicked back. Rowdy,
2: you're used to fitting big things into small places. So work it out.
1: Yeah. He's really good at, <laughs> Well, he was off. wondering if well, Nellie Cummings well, was going or coming. Yeah. Oh man! Okay, this, this uh, Mitch,
2: come. Mitch. It's oh, always yeah, about the uh, Cummings, Nelly Cummings. There was one other thing, but I forget. Other than this, Rowdy, I got that uh, fantasy baseball draft this weekend, so I'll be sending you some messages <laughs>
0: to get some
2: some of your tips. Because no, you helped me last year, man. Yeah, you won it. Well, Rowdy's team
0: was like the worst. So how, how's that work? Yeah. All right, Mitch. All right. love you, buddy. Yes, everybody. Right. Line two. Good morning. Who's this?
5: Hey boys, how's it going? Kyle, what's up, dude? Hey, I got to back my boy Rowdy. I was one of them guys, too, that was banging on Carlson all all, all freaking season because uh, I actually think I called him the worst player on the team at one point. I
0: think I remember
1: that. Actually. I'm actually pretty sure I said he's pretty much worthless as well.
5: Yeah, but I never said anything about Greg Garden him not being able to play for him. So. Yeah.
6: No, I think too many. I think a lot of people genuinely confuse Gilmore and Carlson.
1: I think you I, did not the- no. I did not confuse. I would have called them both the same category.
5: Gilmore's got way different hair than Carlson. No, he cut it. In the tournament, he they had it? the
0: same hair. Yeah, they did have the same kind of hairstyle at the end there. But, yes, no. We, hey, I'll say this. Ben Carlson did have a couple, I'll give him like four good minutes that he had in some appearances total.
5: Colgate. Yeah, near, near, near the end. Yeah, yeah Colgate. Yeah. That He he played pretty good. And I'll good, never forget that, that those was it.
0: two to four minutes.
5: And, and the entitlement of these kids, man, with this transfer portal, it drives me insane. It's like if you don't like being where you're at, you gotta you got to change. It's just like relationship status with a lot of young kids nowadays uh you don't like her, just move on to the next you know there's no commitment it just
0: i can see where you're coming from
5: bugs the hell out of me dude but
0: i also like you know tell a kid like i'm not gonna tell him what he can do with his life if he wants to you know
1: transfer yeah i'm
5: not that. either it just i don't know if you I don't like something move on that's Carlson just the way might it is have moved
1: greg guard out of his top five friends on MySpace. <laughs> 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 no, that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore
0: anything else in your mind kyle no, that's it. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> see you, buddy. Have a good one. Drive safe, there. Drive safe. Uh, this is the Pipeline of the North, our guy Troy? Yes, sir. Hey, buddy boy. What's going
3: on? You're just kind of uh, talking about a, a touchy subject with Mr. Carlson. I had to chime in.
0: Please, chime away.
3: Um, you know, the, the previous caller was just talking about you know, the, the guys don't like it, so they move on, which is true, and that's why I'm not a big fan of the, the portal, but you know, I think Ben Carlson, if he would have learned his role on this team, the Journal Sentinel yesterday had him being a, a potential starter next year, you know, and if if he would have learned his role, you rebound, you play inside like Tyler Wall and not shoot the threes, um, I think you got to spot in this team. And I, and I think he struggled with that. And And, you know, it's unfortunate because they spent a lot of time and, well, he was a big-time him. recruit,
0: you know. He had, a lot yeah. of, he had a lot of offers out there, too, before he lot, picked Wisconsin.
3: A lot of people didn't realize that he did have a lot of a lot of uh, options out there, and he was like almost, I think, like
0: 105th. At Purdue, uh, Stanford, Iowa, Minnesota, right. Ohio
3: State, Xavier. He came out of like 105 or 107 uh, top in the country when he came in, and he was way ahead of Johnny Davis. And, you know, it didn't pan out that way, but uh, it's too bad because they put time into him and, and you know,
0: yeah, the transfer portals definitely have changed the entire landscape of college basketball. I'm never going to fault a kid for wanting to, you know, choose his own destiny and not be tied somewhere. But I do agree right. at some points where you see someone like you had a lot of hope and you recruited him hard and then you kind of just leaves. So it 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 hurts a little bit. I get it. Right. Right.
6: This and happens you know more you- in football. But I mean, the coaches, when they're on the recruiting trail, all they do is give false promises. Where they say, right. oh yeah, you're going to come in, you, you'll maybe start in your second well, everyone's year. everyone's blowing smoke. Then that's... you get in, and then they, they treat you like nothing, and, and it's a different thing that they promise you on the recruiting trail. I just Not to right. mention, you I have coaches, coaches get up and leave in the middle of the season for another job, yeah. so why sure. can't the kids? Well, well,
0: I'm a big believer in this, Troy, not telling other people how to live their lives, so if he wants right. to do it, then he can go but do what
3: it. Is, but on the other hand, what does a commitment mean? You know, that's the big thing, What you know... The other day, I was I was uh, I saw something on TV where somebody was committing to whitewater to do whatever. I was
0: like, yeah, "The D, the D, those commitments always crack me up."
3: <laughs> what what is a commitment though today? You know, and uh, the you commitment know,
0: what, the state of uh, the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, etc. Says Webster's Dictionary. You know,
3: and, and here we are talking about a guy who averaged one point nine points a game. Can you imagine if it was somebody who was like Chuckie Hepburn throws his name in? Yeah. yeah, you know any any updates on Lauren Ballman?
0: No, uh, he's, no. no, yeah, nothing, nothing.
3: God, talk about an unknown story. And about he was guys. really good. He's
0: really good when he's there, too. So you hope he's everything's okay mentally
3: and, yeah. and family-wise. Just, just, yeah, you know, you just kind of feel bad, but you kind of feel bad because we're not being told anything besides just personal non-COVID situation. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 All right, well. Draw you to man, man, brother. Yeah. Hey, we wish Mr. Carlson good luck wherever he goes. But remember, Ben, you are not a three-point shooter. You are a rebounder. Get in there and mix it up. So.
6: Oh, Carlson, not you, Ben.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> See you, <try. laughs> buddy. See you later.
6: I haven't gotten a rebound in my life.
0: Yeah, because DeAndre Hunter's did them all. Hey, Ballet. What's up, boys? What's happening, brother?
7: Uh, so that piqued my interest because one of the very few times I listened to the Bill Michaels show was the other day. If I, I happen to be in my car, it's always on the same station because, you know, I listen to you guys every morning.
0: Yeah, we're a um, P, we're a P one uh, one. Of the, one one of
7: the one of the few times I've ever heard him talk about sports for any significant amount of time and actually make a point was about the transfer portal. And I agree. Like I get what Kyle was saying in the caller before there, Troy, about commitment and all that sort of stuff. But like Ben said, what happens if the coach leaves? Or yeah, totally. Or coaches can always or, leave or, in the middle of the night. Or they blow smoke up your ass and say, oh, you're the best. We need you. We need you. And then they get the better guy that they didn't expect to get. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, plan B now. Like, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I think it gives, because at one point you were just shafted. You were sitting on the bench for forever. You know what I mean?
1: If a a coach treats you that way, it's almost like a smack in the face when you're just looking for a hug.
7: <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, I and mean, they like I mean, I think we're looking for never, more like a
1: handshake actually.
7: I, I've never been recruited for anything, but and I'm sure the callers before me haven't either. So we really well, don't know. There's any... a lot
0: of assumptions here. A lot
7: of assumptions. Well, I heard I, you were I, recruited
1: I, to a darts I, team once. Yeah, were not you cool with the darts?
7: Yeah, yeah, that's possible. But I mean like not any significant you know what I mean? Weren't you so,
1: recruited really... on the drinking team when you lived
0: in in uh, the UK, Polly? Wouldn't you represent in America like Beer Fest? <laughs> I would have. <laughs>
1: Did anyone ever ask you while you were over in England to join, like, their, um, oh, what do they call those, like, little fighting leagues before the soccer game?
7: Hooligans? (laughs) Yeah, Newcastle's called the Gremlins, and you'd be surprised. Like, they really do that. They really do that. Some of them them are even doctors and lawyers and stuff.
0: I don't get it. Dude, Green Street Hooligans, a great book. Uh, Good movie, too, but a better book.
7: But I wanted to ask, when I first called, I was going to ask, because it sounded like Ben was getting hammered on. What was that
6: all about? What do you mean? What was that about? Uh,
7: Yesterday? Just before I called, it sounded like one of the callers was. Maybe it was the guy that transferred.
1: Oh, I thought they were talking talking about. about, He he was saying Ben as in Ben Carlson. Oh, Carlson, not Kenny.
7: Oh, oh, I thought they were hammering on Ben for some reason. No, we never hammer We never, We never hammer on Ben. He did
1: admit, though, he didn't rebound either. We never hammer on Ben. We have nothing but love for Benjamin.